Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. Welcome. My name is Matt Carroll. I'm Jeff Randall. That's right. We are here to talk about Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episode 16 of season 2. Yeah, and a sort of Marvel news. Oh yeah, lots of lots of Marvel news to come um, tonight. We got we got a lot a lot of things happening in the world of Marvel. We just got so much coming, and there's so many people saying so many things about so many activities. <laughs> you really dug yourself into a hole with that I one. I was trying to go somewhere with it. it wasn't successful. I understand. It happens to me all the time. Oh, I know. <laughs> you hush. <laughs> None of that. Oh, yeah. So, uh, what do we got in the world of our Marvel news there? I don't know if you've heard, man, but Daredevil's coming out this Friday. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. We're very excited about Daredevil coming out Friday. On the Netflix. Um, and I can tell all of you are. We've got a bunch of feedback with people mentioning Daredevil. Um, it's Friday. Friday. 13 episodes of Daredevil. All gonna drop on Friday. Oh, there's like... This whole Netflix thing just... just how do you even blows deal? my mind? How do you deal with it? Thirteen <laughs> episodes of something that exciting drop. Like, how House are we going to deal with it? House of Cards, Orange is the New Black. I like those shows, but I'm so excited about Daredevil, and I'm just like I've never had something drop all at once like that. You know what the, the most the, the thing that most reminds me of? What I was in the middle of watching Buffy and Angel. Never watched them before. Yeah, and then I found out about Firefly. Like I'd never. I didn't. I wasn't a Joss Whedon fan. I was like twenty three or whatever like i was a little older when i got into buffy angel and i was like this is so good and then i found out firefly existed and that serenity was about to be a movie and so i got the dvds and the movie and the movie like the week the movie was coming out and i got to like watch it all at one time <laughs> and it was like joss whedon put out a space thing like i'm a big sci-fi fan it was just like that that nothing nothing has been that way since like I've never had this experience except for that moment and so like that's fair this this is real cool real cool to be this excited about something that's coming out all at once thirteen episodes for everybody though not just for me for and, everyone and it's it. going to continue yeah possibly possibly you you had some of the news tonight was that um Denof uh, not Denofrio tonight Denite. Stephen S tonight so too many does in this uh I know, right this crew well there's too many Chris's yeah. There's like four of them now or something. That's no good. No good. Did it kill off some Chris's? No. Might be happening. Who knows? Yeah, um, what if it's Pratt? What if it's Pratt, huh? Better, what are you going to do better then? better not be Pratt. They, <laughs> he's, he's, their, he's, their, he's their new go-to guy. He's their, he's their new golden boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Stephen tonight uh, of uh, Angel and, Mar Angel and uh, Buffy fame, actually. Uh, yeah. Small connection. Like Mr. Showrunner. Mr. Like, I'm so excited. I just like, <laughs> I'm just realizing how excited he didn't have anything to do with Firefly, but he he made he he was a big part. He probably watched it once. He probably did. He he was a huge <laughs> part of some of my favorite episodes of Buffy and Angel. Yep. And so he wrote and directed some of those episodes. And so him being the showrunner of another show that's about to drop all at once, it's kind of the same feeling. I'm just like, I'm bubbling up inside. Yep. And he's talked about how um, there's. They're looking at things to do for season two if they get it. And honestly, the reviews that I've been reading are all like, Daredevil is the best show ever. It's going to completely rework the foundation of superhero shows. And he's not even a superhero, really. Oh, he's a superhero. I mean, he's got that super hearing. 
Yeah, that's a, he. I would definitely call him a superhero. He's not. He's not like Thor, or he doesn't have a magic hammer or an iron suit. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah. But yeah, they're they're talking about how this show is just going to rock everything we've ever known about superhero shows. It's awesome. So based on that, they're they're likely going to get a season two out of it. So we've got Shield, and it's more of an espionage show where yep. the the characters are more. There are superhero characters, but they are superhero villain characters, but they're like more periphery. They're more like the MacGuffin of the show than like the the, the characters on the show, with the exception right. of Sky. Maybe she's a she she she's, she's a, kind of an integral part. Absolutely, she's a huge part of that show. Um, she's like, I would say she's like second lead to Coulson. Um, maybe I would I would give her second second importance of the plot thus far. Now maybe that may change. I'm excited about okay, next, yeah. next week's. Uh, Next week, they're, it's called Melinda, right? The episode's called Melinda next week. Is it? I believe it is. Based on the trailer I watched, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Um, yeah, next week we're going to hear about what happened in Bahrain. Yep. It's actually going to be a flashback episode showing what happened in Bahrain. So we that's play flashback episodes. Very exciting. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that. I loved out of time sort of things. Love it. So, Electra and Bullseye are on the radar, according to Mr. Stephen DeKnight. For season two? For season two. Okay, well, that's kind of a weird thing for them to do, because that kind of confirms they're not in season one. <laughs> yeah. Which is fine. I have, I have no... Uh... He's also said that the hand is, is a possibility. Like I feel like them not the using Electra or Bullseye is like directly trying to get away from the movies. It really is. It's like uh, They have a not... lot to, to fight against with they that. Do. They do. Because I, like, I was talking to somebody at, at my office to, uh, yesterday. It was either mm-hmm. yesterday or today. I think it was yesterday, though. Um, I was talking to her, and I was like, are you excited about Daredevil? And she's like, what? What are you talking about? Like, Ben Affleck? And I was like, <laughs> wait, what? Yep. You haven't heard about Daredevil coming out this Friday? Are you kidding me? People don't know yet. People, and, I'm hoping they will. I hope that once it hits Netflix, it's just going to blow up. I, I hope so. I I'm going to start I blowing hope up. Like, every, I'm going to send emails to everybody. Like. <laughs> We're just becoming part of the marketing machine, which I mean, we are. Uh, very, yeah, we are. very clearly. We're 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 helping Marvel. And, uh, I hope we're helping. Um, people listen to the show. Like, I don't want to be like those guys. <laughs> anyway, uh, so the biggest Daredevil news we have is that it's uh, coming out. This podcast will be doing <laughs> episode. And we're we're going to attempt. Um, there's a, it's a it's a hard scheduling thing, but we're going to attempt to do. An episode of this podcast, a shorty, a shorty episode, uh, a about, micro episode, a micro, uh, micro, episode, a mini sode, mini sode, sure, so to speak, uh, uh, about every episode of Daredevil as we watch them. So we're going to try to watch an episode and give you guys like a like a fifteen minute discussion and recap after every episode, so that no matter where you are in the series, if you're taking a break, you can pull up our episodes and you'll see episode one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, and you can just listen wherever you are in the series and kind of just be on board with us. So keep keep an eye out for that. They're going to be hopefully releasing once a day uh, for the next starting on the tenth when it drops. Tenth, eleventh, twelfth. We're hoping to drop an episode. Of Daredevil talk every day for 13 days. So. It's going to be rough. I think we might have to skip over some weekends and do like. Possibly. Weekdays. Especially that first weekend because there's a lot coming up for me. There, There is a lot going on that first weekend. So we, we, we may not be able to pull it off every day, but we're going to shoot for every day. 
Okay. So, uh, and we may even have to have a fill-in host on one or two of them, but uh, I think that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> We've done it before. We have done it before. Um, so, you guys look out for that. Friday, we will have an episode... At least on Friday, we will have the pilot episode talked about. It may be a little longer because we'll be discussing the entirety of the pilot and, you know, the themes of the show in general. And we'll be losing our minds uh, at the prob- same time. Probably a little bit of mind losage. Um, <laughs> lossage? Losage? Mind loss. Lossage. <laughs> You're right. Lossage. No. Um, so. <laughs> not what I said. That's our Daredevil, uh, Daredevil news. Uh, we, 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 I also liked, uh, what, uh, actually Vincent D'Onofrio had more Daredevil things to talk about. Did he? He did. Was it Daredevil or was it like kind of almost Spider-Man-ish? It was very Spider-Man-ish. Um, Vincent D'Onofrio, uh, was, was asked about, uh, if he would be interested or if he thought it was possible that he'd be involved in the new Spider-Man uh, series coming to the MCU, uh, being linked with the MCU, and he said that would be super cool. Yeah, to be able to kick Spider-Man's butt would be awesome. <laughs> um, I like it. I, lo- I we we talked about it a few months ago how Joss Whedon was writing Age of Ultron very much at the moment from Ultron's perspective, and yeah. so he was like, "The Avengers have to die." Yeah, I see now that if the Avengers have to die. Um, I think that was during editing, but yeah, he yeah. he was identifying with Ultron. Yes, and so I love that, and I love that the actor Vincent D'Onofrio isn't thinking when he thinks about his character, he's thinking of oh yeah yeah my character that's that's the point of view I hold. <laughs> I'm going to whoop Spider Man's ass. Yeah, that's all there is to yeah, it. Absolutely. Oh man, and one of the recent trailers because you know there have been a zillion TV spots dropped over the past week for Daredevil. In one of the one of the TV spots, you see uh, Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin for like a split second, like blink and you miss it kind of thing, mm-hmm. where he's socking the crap out of somebody, like he's engaging in fisticuffs. That's awesome. It's kind of exciting that he's going to be a physical character. Yeah, like a, a physical uh, aspect of it rather than just a big imposing dude. For most, I mean, he might be a big imposing dude for most of it, but sure. he's going to get involved. Yeah, he's yeah. going to have blood on his face Ooh. without being a big disgrace. <laughs> but he is going to be waving I think his he's banner. Be a big disgrace of hell's, all over the hell's place. Kitchen. Big disgrace. <clears throat> um, <laughs> and uh, let's see. The, 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 so these all these Daredevil people are talking about other. MCU projects they might want to get involved in, which I God, man. it's exciting. I mean, what if this is the if 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 this is like the next House of Cards, like that level of popularity for Netflix? That's just going to elevate the whole MCU even more. Yeah, to a whole to a whole different level. Um, so that's that's exciting for me. Um, I read in one of the articles that I read this week that Stephen Denight had said that. Because they're setting up the Netflix universe in Daredevil, they're not going to have a whole bunch of, uh, like, f- call Fords, rather. They're not going to reference Ford, uh, Jessica Jones, or Luke Cage, or anything like that. But Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist will likely reference Daredevil. Backwards. Reference huh. backwards like that. Interesting. Interesting. Basically, they're not going to... They're not looking to set up before telling the story which i love yeah i don't know i i i do love that i think i think it's probably a wise decision uh, you definitely don't want to put too much energy in a show 
into setting things up. Although, especially we, if it might fail. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always sure. a possibility. I am. Um, I, I think of uh, the last season of Arrested Development. Were you into Arrested Development? I actually just started watching it. Watch the second episode tonight. Season season four. Um, I, I love uh, so of of the show. Period. The yeah. second episode. Wow. Yeah. Well, season four went to Netflix, and so they dropped it all at one time. And so the way they ended up doing it, um, they just made a show that was specifically made for binge watching. <laughs> where you almost don't understand episodes until you've seen a later episodes. So like you have to watch them kind of in fast sequence and you're you, you they're, they're they're good uh but they were strange to watch. They they do them they're all out of time like what what they do is they follow one character story and then they follow the other character story over the same time period and then they follow another character story over the same time period and they all intersect in places. Um it's very so it was like tracks. It was. It was a lot like tracks. <laughs> um, How about that throwback? Yeah. Woo. Uh, team reluctantly acknowledges that Colson killed Sky. <laughs> <laughs> tracks. Uh, I didn't want to say it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, other, um, other MCU stuff, right? That's what. That's what this yes, whole rant yes, was Charlie, about. Charlie Cox. What's he, what's he got to say? Uh, Charlie Cox has revealed in an interview that he has been reading up on Civil War, but has not yet gotten the call. Charlie Cox is Daredevil, by the way. Yeah. If, if, yeah. For those un- unawares. Those few unawares that would be still listening to us. <laughs> well, yeah. Char- so Charlie Cox is... Uh... Is, is He's it, researching Daredevil's part, I think. That's Civil that's War, how which, I feel about it. Yeah. Because, I mean, Daredevil was involved. He was there. I think he was on... I don't remember. He might have been on Cap's side. Interesting. I don't remember where he was. Yeah. I just remember seeing a picture of him laying on top of other bodies while Iron Man and Cap were fighting each other. Well, that would be... Yeah, it just, it just so depends on how the success of the show and how how much it penetrates the culture. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. If it's, if it's just a super fans of MCU that watch it, it could still be successful. I think with that, but like, it's not going to, I doubt they're going to start dropping it into everything. It's like, it's like, um, agents of shield agents of shield. We love it, but it's not in the public consciousness in such a way that it can like, they can't set something up on agents of shield and then bring it into the movies and not have to explain a little bit or something, you know, we'll see. We'll, we'll see how see. the Inhumans comes out. Yes, that's that's true. And I, we we were discussing that um, before b- before we started recording. I well, let's talk about some of this news, uh, some of this Ultra, <laughs> Ultron news, and then we'll get into what I was I was about to get into. Um, so we've got a new a, few, a little new casting news for Ultron. Uh, Julie Delpy and Linda Cardellini are confirmed for Age of Ultron. I don't know anything about these two people. I don't know anything about <laughs> Julie Delpy, but Linda Cardellini was in uh, Grandma's Boy, which is one of my favorite movies, just because it's so damn goofy. Uh, she played a uh, she played Velma in the live action Scooby Doo movies, which was not as bad as you'd think. Yeah, oddly enough, I watched it. I was like, "That's that was pretty good." Uh, the rumors surrounding all of this, like everybody's saying that Julie Delpy is. Uh, too old to be cast as anybody 
in a leading role with with the way that Marvel does their contracts because it would be like a twenty thousand picture deal because that's what they do. But um, everybody's saying that Linda Cardellini might actually be in the running for Carol Danvers, yeah. which is Captain Marvel coming up. Um, and I really like her for that because she's she's really good. The way the way they're going. And they're not going to... So th- that brings up what, what I was going to get into, which the way they're going with saying they're not going to do any more origin stories. So you, we've got to assume that a lot of these characters just already exist in the universe. Yep. A lot of these characters are already super, and they're just not... Or they're not on the radar of us as watchers, but they're... they're you know, Stephen Strange was mentioned in... The Winter Soldier. Uh, the Winter Soldier. And, and then he so he could show up in this movie as an already formed character. Yep. And and with the way Ultron seems to be going that he's trying to decimate all of humanity. Yeah. I think this Age of Ultron flick could bring up any or all of the characters that are coming coming at us and it could work. Like we could just have a rise of pass of, of uh what did, what did they call them in tonight's episode of Agents of Shield? Powered people. Powered people. Uh, it, it could be, you could bring out an entire you know race race like the Inhumans or an entire group just large large groups of people could emerge from like the Defenders uh, like the Defenders <laughs> uh, to help fight off uh, fight off these the these these robots that are attacking everywhere. I don't think we'll get, I don't know. I'm real torn because like they've got so much to do in this movie already with setting up Ultron, uh, seeing where the Avengers are, having the rift start to develop with for Civil War, um, understanding the relationship between Banner and Stark and this this, this person that and explain why that. Stark is still in armor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that's a whole <laughs> different issue. Um, so, so there's so much they've got to do, uh, and, and not, not to mention um, the Maximoff twins and the Vision and the Vision. There's so much to do already. It would be really hard for me to think that they can shoehorn in a bunch of other characters. So, like, I think it's a little crackpot to think they might, but just like based on where Agents of Shield is going. You know, um, which I guess we should wait till spoiler time to talk about this. <laughs> we'll get it. We'll get into spoiler talk, and then we'll, we'll get we'll get a little more into talking about this. But um, <laughs> let's let's bookmark this, like table this discussion for now until after our um, spoilery talk. Okay, but I just think that any anyone could show up in this movie at all. Anyone at all. And so I, I don't know who those people are announced to be, but they could be anyone, as far as I'm concerned. Um, somehow Ultron could get in the radar of radar of uh, Peter Quill out in the world. And <laughs> it's hard to say. Out in the universe. No, that's that's very that's the most unlikely of, of all of all the characters that could show up. I very the, the Guardians are not. I don't think the Guardians of the Galaxy no. are going to show up. I mean, James Gunn has even said that they're not beholden to Infinity Wars. They're not beholden to Avengers, and I'm like, how can you not be? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think, I think he's lie. trying. I think he's trying to say we make our own stories. We're punk rock, but like you're still <laughs> part. You're, you're part of the machine, and it's okay. <laughs> just uh, accept it's it. It's okay to take that money. Accept it, James. Just let it happen. So, uh, speaking of Guardians, uh, we had some Guardians news. Yeah, we did. Um, 
during a Q&A session on the social, on the social media platform Periscope, uh, Mr. Director James Gunn revealed a few facts about the upcoming Guardians sequel. Uh, basically, just a couple of quick things. Uh, the film will begin shooting in Atlanta, Georgia at Pinewood Studios in February of next year. Which is not far from us. I'm going to have some vacation time coming up. I want to be an extra in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I really want to be an extra in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I want to have a whole lot of makeup on. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I want some alien makeup going on. That'd be awesome. That would be really fun. Uh, James Gunn is 60. No, not 60. 70. 70. The next 10. Uh, 70 pages into the screenplay for Guardians 2. How much screen time does that does that come I, Just up because to? we were talking about this, I looked it up. Is it like a minute per it, page? It's like an average movie is about uh, 120 pages. So okay. yeah, somewhere around that, about a minute per page, um, depending on how long the flick is. But um, He's getting there. Yeah. Keep it up. Keep it up, Mr. Gunn. You can do it. <laughs> and apparently also, Karen Gillan will return as Nebula, and Gunn has found a way to bring her back that won't... Involve her having to shave her head again. I feel like a bald cap would work for that. Like I don't, I don't know why it wouldn't. She's got a lot of hair. And she does some productions. Yeah, well, I don't know how much she has now. <laughs> Significantly so she less. Shave it. <laughs> well, she was at uh, what was it? There was an award show that happened. Uh, Empire Awards, I think mm. it was. And she looked. She looked different. She had on a dress. I hope, I hope that makeup looks good, because it looked great in Guardians 1. Yes, it did. I really loved the Nebula makeup. I didn't mind that she was bald. I I felt odd that I was attracted to a blue robotic alien, but <laughs> I was okay with it. It's all good. I've been attracted to many blue robotic aliens. Really? You want to talk about your first? Um, well, there was... Um, uh, I mean, he's not totally blue. He, but Optimus Prime. Oh, okay. Has some blue blue streaks. Uh, <laughs> really, all the Transformers. All the Transformers are sort of attractive. <laughs> she still, I mean, still looks pretty short. Uh, we're looking at a picture of Karen Gillan on a red carpet recently. It's still like like about chin length instead of like down her back, like it was on Doctor Who or whatever. She had pretty long oh, hair. Oh yeah. Um, anyway, enough. Fashion talk and attracted to robots <laughs> talk. Um, Age of Ultron, attracted to robots. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm attracted to Ultron, the movie. Oh, the Age of. Yes. Uh, so, uh, is there some character descriptions that were released online? And most, yeah, most of these I feel like are, are, are you know just not very important. Yeah. Well, uh, most like, of them are things that we already know. Tony Stark. Yeah, like he's had what four movies so far yep. that he's been in four Marvel movies that we know of him from. So yeah. we don't need that description. Like what do you what else do you have to say about him? Like uh he went to lunch today yeah. and he got a sandwich. Yeah. So so I think most of these are just um recapping what we already know. About the characters. Pursuit on um, Buffalo Mozzarella. There are descriptions of Pietro Maximoff and Wanda Maximoff and Ultron himself. Um, Nick Fury, The Vision, Ulysses Claw, which uh, 
I don't know. I don't, I'm sure. I, I know it was it was confirmed a while back. Andy Serkis is playing Ulysses Claw, who is a villain of uh, Black Panther. So yep. Yep. That's that's that that's the only way I I feel like they could easily bring in Black Panther in that in that in that in that uh, in the, he's in the, in the movie already. Well, um, I mean, there's a lot of shooting in South Africa, so Wakanda could easily be drawn in with that. Yeah, they could easily set up his world. They're going to be setting up the world of Black Panther, even if yeah. they don't bring in the actual character. And I mean, the character has been cast for quite a while. Oh yeah. So that makes me think because we haven't got. You think about like casting news for. Um, I guess we do have casting news for almost everything out that far, don't we? Well, um, Carol Danvers hasn't been cast. We haven't had, we haven't had casting news stuff for... hasn't been cast. Like, you think about Spider-Man, for instance. We're all assuming he's going to be in Civil War. We yeah. haven't gotten casting news for that yet. Well, they just started filming. Well, true. They've also been... Marvel has been trying to keep very, very secretive about who they pick yeah. for that. And whether or not anybody's auditioning. Yeah. Um, I think that... We don't have casting news for that, but we have casting news for Black Panther, which is like, I don't know, November two, two or three years away. 17, I think. Yeah, so it makes me think that he very well could show up in this movie, because we've had him... Uh, oh, wait, was it... Did it get moved back? I think it got moved back. Oh, with the introduction of, of Spider-Man? Spider-Man, yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, either way, my point, my point stands that like the fact that we already just know who he is... He's a ways out. Makes and we think, already have casting on him. Yeah, it makes me think he might show up in this well, film. Well, he's going to show up in Civil War. We know that much. That, that's true. Um, but I think it's possibly could be in this one. Um, I'd be okay with that. We got Helen Cho is, is, is in the movie. Dr. Which, Helen Cho. Dr. Helen Cho, uh, who we haven't, um, we haven't really heard much about. Um, but she is a world-renowned geneticist and ally of the Avengers. From her offices in Seoul, South Korea, to sharing workspaces with Bruce Banner in his lab at Avengers Tower, Dr. Cho's research and technology help the Avengers stay in the fight. It's really exciting. Mm-hmm. Just because I'm a comics fan, Amadeus Cho is one of the... Uh, one of the smartest men in the world. I think he was ranked 8th smartest man in the world. Uh, in Marvel Comics, and he's a very big recurring character, especially in the Hercules uh, comics and also in Hulk. He was a friend of the Hulk uh-huh. for the longest time. Like, the Hulk comes back, he's mad, and everybody's like, oh my god, what are we going to do? And Amadeus Cho's like, you guys have pissed him off. Let me go talk to him and talk him down off of this. So, the fact that she's going to be working with Bruce Banner th- makes me think that Amadeus Cho is going to be introduced somehow. Yeah, and then she looked pretty young, and you said Amadeus Cho is his, is in the comics is her son. Like a, yeah, he's her son. He's like a teenager. Oh, he's one of those plucky sidekicks, kind of. Nice. Well, that yeah. that would be fun. And I, I was thinking, I was thinking he was an adult, but that 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 would be that'd be fun. Yeah, I like that idea. So he can be introduced, and then that could open up an entire different pantheon so to speak because that that could open the doorway for Hercules and Ares and the the and Greek they, gods to come in and so they're like a different alien race is that how that works who, who are the Greek gods I guess <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess we'll see how they how they like the MCU incorporates those those gods if they do if they do yeah if they do um, but the door is open is the thing yeah absolutely That's and like uh, Ares was after after the events of Secret War, whenever Norman Osborn made his Dark Avengers, Ares was who he used to be 
the kind of Thor and Wolverine at the same time. Ares, God of War. Thor. He needed a god with a whole bunch of strength, and he needed somebody who would do the really dirty tasks. Okay. So like a... They also used him in the Mighty Avengers for that. Thor without honor, basically. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Cool. Unworthy Thor. Cool, cool. Um, we, I, I spent way too long earlier. We watched the the scene from Age of Ultron where they're, all the Avengers are trying to pick up the hammer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and that sent me on a whole rabbit hole of reading like exactly what the inscription on the hammer says and who and who can and can't hold it, who's held it in comics and things yeah. like that. And uh, I, I found a thread that was just like a bunch of, uh, you know, sweaty nerds uh, like myself uh, just arguing why Red Hulk was able to pick up the hammer in one in one comic book, and it was it was in space, and so the comic book writer said it was because it was um, it was the zero gravity, so he was able to pick it up. The the actual writer of the comic book said this, and so there's just all this like the comment threads were so funny. It was just uh, sweaty nerd after sweaty nerd saying. And it's zero gravity shouldn't matter. It's an enchanted hammer. Like, <laughs> I laugh. It's true. It's true. I totally agree. And I am also annoyed by this. But the, yeah, it's just a, it was just a great comment thread. Well, <laughs> I mean, if gravity matters, then like Colossus at one point picked up the hammer by picking up the ground under it. Like he mm. moved a section of land to to move the hammer. That's it. That's fun. And I don't know, like. It's not very consistent, is what I'm yeah. getting at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the Earth is moving through space, so is, like, the Earth worthy? <laughs> yes. I mean, Swamp Thing is. His face palmed again. He's DC, right? Swamp Thing's DC. Yeah, because they had Swamp Thing versus Batman. Yeah. yeah. Uh <laughs> You always find a way to bring DC stuff into this. I mean, you know, it's all comics and... Baron Strucker <laughs> is a brilliant Hydra scientist who worked under the cover of S.H.I.E.L.D. for far too long. Human experimentation, advanced robotics, and artificial intelligence are just a few of the things Strucker is working on when Wanda and Pietro Maximov volunteer for his program. Hmm. Oh, interesting. They're volunteers. That's an interesting thing. Yeah, they want to get powers and defend their country of uh, Sokovia is the place that they're from. Okay. Cool. It's in the character description there. Oh, cool. Okay. Neat. Well, that's all cool. I don't want to get too much into all the every, I don't read every line of that because I feel like some of it could be spoilery. Um, but, uh, but if you guys are interested there, we'll, we'll post those on the Facebook and Twitter. Um, and there's a bunch of uh, descriptions. I already posted it this week, actually. Okay, we'll check out our Facebook and Twitter. It and... was a, it was a post where I was like, "This thing has caused at least one theory in my head." <laughs> so many theories bouncing around. Oh man, it's it's harsh being me. <laughs> I really want to do this Marvel marathon, the like the ultimate Marvel marathon. I know. I just can't find the off time for it. Yeah, that and it's twenty six well, hours. Yes, and, and it's like four hours away is the closest place doing it, right? It's Atlanta. Yeah, it's not four hours. That's true. Three is three hours, two and a half hours, three it's hours something. Two, two and a half, something like that. Yeah, I just yeah, I'm 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 working that night in Huntsville, Alabama, so I'm gonna be like an hour and a half the other direction. <laughs> so I can't I can't make it. I'm I, it's unfortunate though. I 
I probably wouldn't want to sit through all 25 hours, but I could absolutely see, see buying the ticket and just kind of going in and watching a movie and then like, uh, I'm not really, I don't really care to watch whatever, uh, whatever flick. And I'm going to like go, go grab dinner and come back and go back in and out. That'd be, I'd love that. I think there are supposed to be breaks, like a couple of breaks for food. And, oh, that's you know, nice. Things like that. That's, that's not really that's a real nice of them. I feel like that's not a marathon though. <laughs> You're not a true believer. Is it? I'll take my own breaks, but don't you stop the movies. It's not a marathon if you stop the movies. <laughs> you better put that shit on repeat. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, the, and, and, and speaking of the marathon, they're giving out special Age of Ultron 3D glasses that you can keep, I'm assuming. Yeah, um, they it's are. Like nice little... It's like a commemorative thing. That's fun. They're I exclusive would, to the Marvel Marathon thing. And uh, what's, really funny about, <laughs> what's really funny about it is that, like, all of the Avengers have their own uh, special set of glasses. Like, even Ultron, who's not in the Avengers at all. But Hawkeye doesn't have a pair. It's so strange. I mean, I get that we haven't really gotten to know Hawkeye yet uh, in, in, in the MCU, but... But come on. The Vision is I in don't. there. Yeah, the Vision is in... The, the Vision has a pair. I feel like we're that, that makes me think we're going to get to know the Vision better in this movie than we're going to get to know Hawkeye. <laughs> We're going to know where Hawkeye was, and then we're not going to care. Oh. Uh, yeah, if, if Hawkeye isn't uh, well presented in this movie, he's going to become like the the third string guy that we all make fun of. I right. <laughs> he already Poor is, though. Hawkeye. Well, kind of, but it's like he was only in one movie, and so it's like, you know, he, forgivable. He was in two movies. Well, he was in Thor, but he wasn't For all even, of about five minutes. Yeah, he was just like... Maybe. Up on a perch, you yeah, know? and they didn't. Even he didn't even shoot an arrow. Yeah, exactly. You want to slow him down, sir? Or are you going to send in more guys for him to beat up? It's yeah, about the extent of his part. There. Yeah, and, which was awesome, and I knew you could. They introduced him, and uh, Renner played him so effectively that I did not know Hawkeye at the time. I didn't know his name. I yeah. didn't know Barton, and I saw that he was. I was just like immediately on my phone who is barton and like <laughs> reading <laughs> who about is Hawkeye. agent barton yeah re- years and years before or you know a few years before uh oh a avengers one um a1 a1 mm, that's some good good steak a2 is gonna be really great the final trailer was released any any thoughts on this final trailer <sighs> sir the thoughts on this final trailer yeah thank god it's the last one yeah, because I don't want to know anything else. <laughs> like, I need nothing else. The things that I was really, just really excited for, I've seen so many of these trailers so many times now Yeah, that I'm able to pick out the like extra four frames that they add in. I know, right? On the, on the things. Like, whenever uh, Thor uh, was, he hit Captain America's shield and it like bounced off a couple of Ultron bots, they added in an extra set, or an extra couple of frames where he like stomped on the shield to get it up to the level where he was going to hit it. And then, like, an extra frame at the end of it where it, like, pinned one of them to a car. Yeah. So I noticed that. that. I noticed in the background when uh, Tony Stark was putting on the Hulkbuster armor, there was that little satellite floaty thing where I think that's going to be the um, the station that replaces his parts as they break. Yeah. Well, you know, we talked about it. I think we talked about it last week on the show that the Hulkbuster armor, in comics at least, is there's a satellite. No, that's going to be in the film. Following banner, yeah, that's going to be in the film. Nice. That's it's just it's it's really intense. And so I don't know. That could just be the satellite that the whole thing came down on. Maybe could be could be just the satellite that came. That's so that's 
we're getting into some real like Star Wars, Star Trek kind of stuff with like <laughs> with like some real science fictiony stuff with like satellites and space coming down. I mean, we've already been in the Guardians, but the fact that Earthlings are creating uh, space bound objects to I don't know. We're gonna get like I mean, I guess freaking... he's improved the exosystems. The what systems? The exosystems. Uh, in the first movie where he yeah there you yeah, go yeah. no I, I i i gotcha i didn't know i don't remember them called the exosystems yeah. uh but yeah they, they they they're not freezing anymore apparently so that's good it's good <laughs> well jarvis said if we plan on visiting other planets sir perhaps you should think about improving the exosystems <laughs> okay nice yeah well he apparently has <laughs> it's clearly i mean gosh i love that i love that in the first iron man movie they mentioned visiting other planets <laughs> and it's very likely we're gonna see oh, that yeah Oh, yeah. It is very likely we're... Ah, oh, it's so, so cool. So, uh, the other things that were in the trailer that I noticed, um, you know, we all, we've all we all seen the, like, uh, Black Widow saying, you know, I'm always picking up after you boys, and, like, snatches the shield up off the street. Mm-hmm. But then we see her driving around with the shield on the front of her bike. Yeah. And then, like, do that awesome power slide under Isn't the that, truck. Wasn't there, that how... Is, is that That's how, how Cap he, had it. Cap does that in the uh, in the first Avenger. In the first Avenger, okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I just remember seeing that. I think he also did that in the old Captain America movie from like the nineties. <laughs> uh, he also he rode around on a bike with a shield on the front. Yep, probably. God, I don't, I don't remember ever seeing. I'm sure that. it's in the comic books. Probably, maybe, maybe, maybe. Um, so Avengers cast to assemble on Jimmy Kimmel Live on April 13th and Good Morning America on April 24th. That's yep. cool. I I will have to watch that. I don't know. Yeah. At this point, I'm like, I don't want to watch anything. I want to like, <laughs> I'm gonna close myself off from all news. Yeah. Why are you people listening to this? <laughs> I don't get it. I mean, we'll still keep making it for you, but I don't get it. Um, <laughs> no, we're uh, we, yeah. I just at this point, I don't want to hear. And we're, we're trying not to be too spoilery. And I don't. I just honestly, because I don't want to look at the stuff myself. I don't um, want to be spoiled. I don't want to hear too many, like, I don't want to hear an hour-long interview with the cast. I'm like, they're going to give stuff away. I'm going to be able to, like, glean who dies. Or, like, <laughs> I'm very perceptive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to read their minds while they're in the interview. Yeah. I don't God. like that. God. This is a curse. <laughs> why, why, God, did you damn me with such... <laughs> Such gr- <laughs> such wonderful powers of perception, and then all you hear in your head is "I am Groot." <laughs> Are you saying Groot is God? Could is that, be. What that, that where you were going with that? I don't know. Could be, or he's just messing with you. So anyway, the Russo brothers this week were confirmed by Marvel to be um, helming the Infinity Wars two part movies. Yeah, we t- we talked about that a lot last week, so we won't go too much into that, but yeah, that's like it's officially confirmed. It is officially by confirmed, which I actually thought it was last week, so my apologies. <laughs> Jerk. Um this is uh, we got some feedback uh, about this next piece of news. Justin Waters, I believe on Twitter, yep. uh, said rumor is that Marvel is going to start animated films slash shows that are part of the MCU canon. I don't love this idea. What is your take? Uh, well, Justin, uh, that you are correct. There was a news story out um, when asked in a Q&A whether the animation team will produce something that takes place in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Marvel VP of Animation, Development, and Production, Court Lane, had this to say. Um, 
I can't announce anything, but things are in the works. So it sounds like there's there's definitely things being bad around, and I'm sure there's lots of things that are in the works that won't ever happen. So it's it's possible that it won't happen. But what are, what are your thoughts on Marvel animation being part of the MCU? I there are there are a few select things that are Marvel animation based that I like. Yeah. I don't know that there are many things that are Marvel animation based that I would think would be great for the MCU. Yeah, it's because they're just so. Like, if you compare the Marvel animation stuff to like the DC animation stuff, mm-hmm. DC crushes it. Yeah, they're yeah, so I feel like good. Marvel at animated. has completely crushed the live action. Yeah, and I think we've talked about this. We have, and then DC has completely crushed them in the animation. Um, now, if they went out and like hired Paul Dini uh, or something to, like, helm an animated series, I'd be down. Uh, Paul Dini, of course, is the is the, is the uh, showrunner, I believe, for the animated series of Batman, Batman the Animated Series, as well as did all the work on all of the JLA stuff that, like, continued that whole universe. They had a great Mar- uh, DC Cinematic Universe. Um, d- an- DC AU, Animated, animated yeah. Cinematic Universe. Dukaku. <laughs> Dukaku. Yep. The, you know, like the kids call it, Dukaku. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, it just depends on how they do it. I'm reserving judgment because I'm with you. Um, and, I, and Justin doesn't like the idea. I don't, he didn't say why he doesn't like the idea. Um, but I don't like anything Marvel's done animation-wise. Um, I started watching the... Doctor Strange? Doctor Strange flick, and that looked like it was going to be fine, but I've tried to watch a lot of things that pop up on Netflix. They just feel like they're just for kids. Um, things things like, like the DC Cinematic, and DCAU, um, Dukaku. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's another duh. We've got D'Onofrio, Denight, and Dukaku. <laughs> Hopefully we won't have to be talking about Dukaku very much. <laughs> um, I... I love that that animation, and and when you watch it, it feels very like it's made for kids, of course, because it's animation. But honestly, well, that that's that's some of it, uh, but most of it feels like it could. It's just as much for adults. Like they put plenty in there of subtext, and they put plenty of um, overarching themes and stories that like can still interest me. I just watched a couple years ago the entirety of the DCAU canon and it was it was great as as an adult male like I enjoyed the whole thing even stuff that I'd seen when I was like 8 like I watched the whole animated series when I was a child and it still holds up yep um marvel so far hasn't been able to pull that off yeah so if they get the right talent I'm on board I'd 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 be willing to check out what they did but I just don't want to see them like water down my universe yeah, and honestly, whenever Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes came out, mm-hmm. and it started with an episode just about Iron Man. Like, the first few episodes were just about individual characters before they brought them all together. Okay. Um, the first one was about Iron Man, and it was so hokey. Yeah. And it just, it was so, it was like the extreme version. They took, they concentrated everything that Tony Stark was in the first and second, probably, Iron Man movies. And then just kind of, like, made that the character. He hmm. was just... He was the, I guess, the greatest possible outcome of those things. Like, he was just... It was too much. Hmm. It was too much. He was trying to be funny. He wasn't really funny. 
like as the series progressed to get a lot better and the 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 series seemed to kind of make more sense and flow a lot better but it took a little bit for them to get their stride and then after like two seasons it was gone which is kind of depressing because hmm. it started to like it a lot yeah I, I almost sometimes want to watch those series just as a way of becoming familiar with some of the plot lines I'm not familiar with that familiar with. Um, but I, but I can't, I like, I've tried, I've like, what tried watching Earth's Mightiest Heroes and I like watch a few and I'm just like, Oh, this is, this is for children. And that's the thing that's the difference between Marvel's animated stuff and DC's like the animated series, like Batman and Superman, the animated series, mm-hmm. it seemed like they were making they weren't just making cartoon characters based on people talking. They were making actual, real characters, characters, facial expressions, and like they were That's acting true. in their animation. That's true. As well as talking, because with Marvel stuff, it seems kind of like they're relying on the quips and the jokes and the dialogue. But then, like, there's so much of Batman the animated series where it's just eyes. It's yeah. just him squinting a little bit. And you know what emotion he's coming out with. In yeah, that. that's really emotive. And and not to mention, uh, you, you know, you're talking about the, the animation, but the voice acting as well. Oh, yeah. Kevin Conroy, Kevin man. Conroy and Kevin Mark freaking Hamill. Conroy. And best Mark Batman ever. freaking Hamill. Best yeah. Joker ever. Like Best um, team right there. You guys, if, if you haven't, and if you're not into the animated series, if it is a little too kitty for you, just go play Arkham. Asylum. Oh yeah, Arkham Asylum and Arkham City. City. Both, Whoa. both have Whoa. Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill playing those roles, and it's just super great. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, super, super great. Um, but anyway, d- DC aside, uh, I, I guess I would be hesitant, Justin Waters, uh, to 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 let them make more Marvel Cinematic Universe content with animation, just because they haven't done well yet. But if they did it right. They could win me over. <laughs> yeah, and that's, I mean, I like the idea of reserving judgment, but I'm already a little bit negative about it. Sure, same here. I've got, well, I've got, I guess I'm on the fence. I've got negative points, I've got positive points. Like, they just, they have to do it right. I agree. Same way that I, I was thinking about them doing uh, the Netflix series and bringing everything together for the Defenders. They have yeah. to do it right. I mean, a lot of people don't even like the fact that they're combining there are people on the other side of this and i don't like to talk about them because i think they're very wrong (laughs) uh but uh you know dc right now is making a cinematic universe and then they're making a tv universe and they're they're making it pretty and they actually have two different three different tv universes happening and then they've got the cinematic universe um and they've got all these separate universes because they don't want one show to be beholden to the other shows uh where you can tell the story you want to tell without having to like worry about crossing things over and i i love deep continuity so you know you know me i'm 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 all i'm i'm not on that side merge of the everything um but w- i see their point in that when you when you add a tv part element to your universe if agents of shield was just real real bad like it was in the first half of the first season i wouldn't even say it's real real bad the first like it's not great the first half of the first season it's kind of just like it's very villain of the week and very... Well, I mean, they had to tread water. They did. They did. And and it's just not... It wasn't, like, terribly exciting the whole time. Yeah. Um, and we, even when we did our recap, we're like, just watch these, like, six episodes and you're fine. <laughs> um, you'll get it. You'll get it from... You, you, you get from all that. you need. Um, 
but I, 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 if it was horrible, if it was just, 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 just horrid, it would really upset me and like really water down the universe and say, oh, well, there's this little part of this universe that we don't like to talk about. It's like the uh, Star Wars prequels. <laughs> it's like Star Wars is so good, except those three, uh, except half the movies, except half of the movies. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's that. There's like it would water down. Um, and there's some people who say the first the the first set of uh, trilogy isn't very good either. <laughs> I heard some comedian who, who last week um, on some some podcast some comedian was like, "Yeah, um, I, I was hoping that the J.J. Abrams stuff would be really really great in the new the new series, but then I realized all Star Wars is really really bad. <laughs> like we all have great great affection for it because we grew up on it and these archetypes and they're very important to us, but." If you just watch the films, they're not good. <laughs> I'm not saying that's my position. Just so you know, I'm not trying to make all the Star Wars people mad at me. This does not reflect the opinions of. I could. T- I, I'm. I'm a little take or leave Star Wars, but it's not. It's not my favorite thing, but it. It doesn't offend me either. It's not bad. It's just not my thing. That's understandable. Star Trek. Star Trek was my thing. That's fair. You are a Whovian. I also like Doctor Who, yeah. Well, Doctor Who and Star Trek have had a whole lot of crossovers. Not, not crossovers. You mean crossover in fan base? No, like they've Do had the like... TARDIS on Star Trek several times. No. Yes, they have. Where? In the next generation. Where? I, I mean, I don't know, like, offhand. That's just not true. Let's pause the podcast. I mean, it, it might be one of those things where, like, they put the somebody put a blue box in the background of a episode. But that's hardly the TARDIS on Star Trek. They've never actually crossed over, except for, I think, in the comic books. They've crossed over everything. They've had X-Men and Star Trek. They've had, <laughs> um, they've had all kinds of stuff crossover. But that doesn't count. <laughs> not real Star Trek. That's not Star Trek canon. <laughs> That's IDW, some weird miniseries. So I guess the last piece of news that we really have this week is that... Um, this Joss, could seem could be sad. It, it's sad for me. I'm crushed. Joss Whedon says that there's going to be no post-credits scene in Age of Ultron. What? Nerds revolt! He said that there is going to be a... Joss mid- Whedon, you know, are no longer our king! <laughs> I nominate Russo Brothers! <laughs> So I James there's gun. There, <laughs> my vote one. Um, there are, he said that there is going to be a, uh, a mid credits. There we go. Teaser stinger. Well, thing. that's, 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 that's almost it. You know that I'm not, I'm still not leaving. Right? Oh yeah. God, no. Like, like I'm going to advise everybody. I know. In fact, <gasps> everyone do not leave the theater. I bet until it's done and the ushers run you out, do not leave. <laughs> I don't know about all that, but yeah, there's it's. It, I'm gonna occupy the theater. <laughs> occupy Ultron. <laughs> uh, no, the. Uh, I yeah, I don't know if um, I don't know if he's telling the truth, but if he is, so here's the thing about the Avengers and the the credit sequence, post credit sequence in the Avengers, they did set up Thanos. But the post-credit sequence was it didn't set up anything. It was just them sitting around eating shawarma. I want that again. I would love something like that again. I would love it. But they could I, be eating just eating shawarma and add like two chair, three chairs. Huh. Vision doesn't have to be eating. That's true. He's, He's a synthesoid. Yeah. 
doesn't need food. Uh, well, I think that they could they could do something, but I think that the idea of a, the, the idea of the post credit sequences that have been done so far generally they set up the next movie. Yeah, uh, which I think Avengers are meant to be these big tent pole sort of end of an era. Like the there there's there's the phase one it's phase the culmination two, phase three. exactly yeah. and so like I can kind of see as a director Joss Whedon being like I want my movie to the story to end there like that's the story that I told and like that's the story that all these other movies have been leading towards this big Ultron story and then that's I don't really want it to be like also come back for blah 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 like I could see Joss Whedon as a director having that vision of this is the end of a an era. You know, I want it to end and stop, you know, just this, this is my story. I don't want you to put a post credit sequence on it. I could see him being, being that way, but I, I enjoy a good post credit sequence. I do. Even if, and I think that's what he was doing with the shawarma scene. Like he didn't want to put something in there that's like, to be continued next week, kiddies. Uh, like he's just like, this is them eating shawarma. It's funny. Like you don't have well, to they always did be the, setting something up. They did the shawarma thing after the mm-hmm. premiere. Yeah, they they did. They did that after after the premiere. Um and that's that's interesting. <laughs> they um so so who it's knows? like you just kind of scrambled everybody together. Guys, hey, no. I've got this awesome thing. You got to come back. Right. I think that's it's conceivable they'd do that again, you know. Hemsworth is like, "I've already shaved." And he's like, "I don't care. Put the wig on." <laughs> um so so that's it's a very very possible they could do something like that. Uh, but but we'll see we'll see I think it, I like it I like it that he has to set us up now he's like guys um, there's not going to be a, a, a post credit sequence <laughs> um, like just just so you know don't don't be expecting it um, yeah I think that's pretty funny so um, I guess we have a couple pieces of. Um, Feedback? Feedback. And a couple that don't belong in the spoiler section. Noelle Henderson Singleton uh, said on Facebook, I listen every week, but you almost lost me today with the cap stuff. Uh, Come on, guys. Your characterization is way off, much like Joss's. Um, We apologize, Noelle, if if we we were offensive with the cap stuff last week. uh, We were definitely just joking. Oh, yeah. We definitely know that... Captain America is not a racist or a homophobe, uh, <laughs> but the idea was funny, so we went with it. <laughs> so sorry. Hopefully, we didn't lose you. Um, we we definitely value you as a listener. All well, all of you guys. Uh, Noel went on to say later, after a brief little conversation on Facebook, that um, Joss Whedon's outlook on him is not uh, not very good as well. That uh, yeah, I, the I Russo was, brothers I got it that. better. I didn't see that. Uh, I didn't see that on the thread. I, I, I'm, I'm not sure I missed it. What was her take on uh, Joss Whedon's view of her? The Russo brothers had it had it done better. I would agree. I would agree. I guess I just don't know what uh, what she means and ex- what exactly she means. Um, but I, I'm, I'm definitely uh, I'm trying to think. Of, I, I don't really think much of Cap when I think of Avengers One. Yeah. Well, I mean, I maybe that, that that in itself is a bit of a problem. I don't know that he had a whole lot to do. He didn't. Def- he definitely didn't grow much throughout that movie. Um, he has the whole like I don't know about the shield. They've got the hydro weapons. Well, see, I don't know. It. 
in Avengers 1, he was kind of like, I hope I'm the best man for the job. I hope I'm okay for this. I'm not quite sure. Hmm. I don't know, you guys. But then, like, the Russo brothers brought him into, like, I am the leader. This is how it's going to be. Hmm. And that's that's very much how Cap was. Like, even in man, even in, with being a man out of time, he was still like, this is what's right, and we have to do what's right because it's what's right. I don't care about what Project Insight you I have still to say. feel like that was... I still feel like that's his character in Avengers, but there's... Because, I mean, his, his standing up to S.H.I.E.L.D. about their use of the Tesseract to, to build weapons um, is, is still that same way. Sort of. But 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 interesting. I, I'd love to hear more about what Noel thinks about Cap's Cap's um, Cap's characterization in the di- movies and how it's different. Because I guess I just I don't think of it as too much different. I mean, they they just seem to have different um, different outlooks, and I I think that as Cap, as far as Cap is concerned, the Russo brothers did it better. He just seems a lot more like a strong leader, like he needs to be. Yeah, well, I definitely in the Avengers is just getting used to the role. <laughs> he's uh, yeah, he's 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 just been standing in a room punching a bag for like six months. <laughs> uh, he hasn't really done anything. <laughs> we, we, keeps breaking, just punching. Just, bags. I love that. Um, that that scene was revealed at the end of something. Uh, one of the movies uh, at the post credit sequence was basically just a trailer for the Avengers, and they showed him punching that bag but in the, when you actually see the it was movie the first avenger oh was it yeah that's awesome um when you actually see the movie and he like punches through the bag and then he walks over and picks up another bag and there's like <laughs> seven lying on the yep. ground i was like oh that's great and then he's like he's gonna take one home with him like it's homework yeah or like ah, oh, you know one more for the road i need to break i need to break another bag today <laughs> i love that it's great uh, next piece of feedback. Um, oh, from Justin Waters again. Uh, at MCU cast, 1977 plastic cup seems appropriate for drinking some adult beverages during Daredevil this next week. Uh, he has an awesome 1977 plastic cup of Daredevil. <laughs> uh, you can see he posted to our Twitter account. Uh, that's pretty badass, Justin. That is probably the best beverage container for this week that I've ever mm-hmm. seen. I will... Uh, one of these days when we're getting together to record some of these Daredevil episodes, we should just get real drunk. Maybe. What do you think? Maybe. What do you guys think? You let us know at <laughs> MCUcast on Twitter. That, uh, <laughs> how, um, if people will like post about it and retweet it like 10 times, like other people retweet it 10 times, what I should drink, I will drink that. <laughs> oh man, that's dangerous. I got a yes, bottle of 151 is. left. Um, cool. I'm down. You shouldn't be. I bought. You should be ashamed. This, this last and week, scared. I learned about a. Speaking of adult beverages, uh, I, I learned about a cinnamon toast crunch shot. Oh my god! <laughs> which is Fireball mixed with rum chata. What is rum chata? It's like a milky rum beverage. Okay. 
it tastes exactly like cinnamon toast crunch. I can't even handle like you milk, right now. The milk at the bottom of a cinnamon toast crunch bowl. Oh my god! And I, I seriously made myself like a whole glass the other day. <laughs> it's just like two. It's just two liquors poured together too. So uh. you shouldn't do that. You should not do that. Don't don't try this at home, true believers. Um, I. I I just sat and drank a whole like a whole big glass. Big old glass. It was pretty awesome. Uh, and this week on list of bad ideas Matt's had screwing the diet through alcohol. Yes, the diet has to start back this week. I've been a little off off my game. <laughs> Um, so, uh, I think that's actually another Joe Saunders, uh, or Joe Sanders. Did we already mention one from him? No. Uh, I don't think we did actually. Uh, Joe Sanders posted a, um, YouTube video, which you guys should all watch cause it's hilarious. It's Daniel from Cracked. I don't think we talked about this last week. Did we, we didn't. We, we watched it last week and discussed bringing it up on the podcast, but we didn't. Um, so Joe Sanders actually posted it uh, on our Facebook. So I wanted to talk about it. Um, he uh, on Cracked they have a video called uh, "Why Marvel Needs to Make Death Matter in the uh, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe." Um, it's a really really great video. Uh, it spoils everything. So yeah. if you haven't seen all of the movies, actually, as of right now, we're going to start a light spoiler alert because we're going to start talking about. The, I think it's it needs to be more like a an MCU spoiler. Yeah, yeah. We're not going to talk. And about then like episode, later, we're yeah. going to have the episode spoiler. Yeah. So right now, we're going to talk about other things that were uh, other MCU movies and all the the deaths and things. So if you guys haven't seen all the MCU movies, feel free to feel free to jet out for a few minutes. Um, I think this uh this 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 article is very has a very valid point. the the point The point of the video, not article. Um, the point of the video is that Marvel hasn't made death matter so far. Uh, every character that has passed away on screen uh, that we find ourselves caring about, and, and, you know, these big emotional moments, we have Coulson, we have Loki twice, we have uh, Captain America, we think he's dead for a second. There's Every time someone dies, they come back. Uh, Not every time. Who has died that hasn't come back? Frigga. Thor's mom. That's true. Thor, Thor's mom has not come back yet, which that's, they had a funeral for her. Yes, I'm sure they had a funeral for Coulson, Coulson too. Yeah, well, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm saying they made a big deal. Yeah, out of it. and I think I, th- I don't think she's coming back. No, uh, but but that's the thing we didn't really know and love her character that much. I, I liked the character a lot, but she wasn't like a main character. Oh yeah, um, she wasn't like a beloved like why would you do that kind of character. It was it was a really nice they did kill her in a really epic way and really sad in the moment. Oh yeah. Uh but but anyway, the point is we've they they keep telling us people are dead and bringing them back. And the point of 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 Daniel from Cracks uh <laughs> Video is that they need to make that matter. They need to, if they're going to kill people, let them die. If they're not going to let them die, stop, stop fooling us into thinking they're dead because that, that undervalues death in the cinematic universe. That undervalues the death that will actually occur. Yeah. So when they do this three more times, it's like the boy who cried wolf. Yeah. It's the cinematic universe that cried death. (laughs) I love, I love his, his take on it as, um, where he says, I've got like nine sadness units that I can spend. 
and you keep making me spend them on fake deaths. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to be sad about the real deaths when it actually happens. Yeah. I'm so, still going to give you my money. I, I think I, I agree with him. I think that like, I definitely think death needs to carry weight in the cinematic universe. I don't think they've overdone it yet, but they're, they're on the close. cusp. They're getting close. They're on the cusp of overdoing it. Yeah. I mean, Bucky, which that that's like a comic book, straight out of comic books. So I don't mind that so much. Yeah. Uh, but you got Bucky, you've got Loki twice, You've got Coulson, um, I don't know who else, like Iron Man, like I said. Um, they just keep having, like, deaths that, um, Groot. Yeah. Groot's a huge one. Um, so really, there's been a lot of fake, fake deaths in the cinematic universe. And so, uh, the, I think that's very, very... Scary. I think they they definitely could derail the universe if they do that too many more times. Yeah. I lo- well, I mean, you're introducing somebody like Doctor Strange who can unmake the like the world if he felt like it. He can unmake happenings hmm. because he's the Sorcerer Supreme. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know anything about him yet. I'm sure we will learn over this next coming two years. Plenty. He can um, do a lot. Well, that's, I just wanted to bring that one up, but I knew that it would spoil a little bit. So let's go into our official episode spoiler alert um, for tonight's episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, season 2, episode 16. Uh, we're going to go into spoiler alert in 3, 2, 1. Sky's mom's not dead. Exactly. Right? <laughs> that's kind of what I wanted to bring up. <laughs> Why I wanted to bring up that uh, uh, Joe, Joe Sanders um, feedback there. Uh in, in, in that cracked article because they kind of did it again <laughs> on this show. I was very, very impacted by her death. Yeah, especially as gruesome as it was. Mm-hmm. It was so, so gruesome. <laughs> it and was it was so gruesome that they didn't show it on UK broadcasts oh, really? of the show. Yeah, I believe it. I totally believe it. Um <laughs> It was really, really a dark, dark episode. It really um, was. Showing her getting cut, just cut to pieces and experimented on, and him holding her and crying in the in the in the in the in the woods. Um, that was super dark. It really was. Uh, and I was very thinking of her. I'm always super sad when I think back on her character. Um, she I thought love that, that she actress. survived. She thought that she survived. She who, thought that she got away, and then he comes back in the 80s and is just like, guess what? Oh, that's right. Oh, man. Right? <laughs> just adds a whole new layer of sadness to it. Yeah, it really does. I... Th- th- this this is uh, this is another case where they've done it again to us, where they make us think that she's dead and she's not, and that, that's not you no know, good, but just... I, I love the actress. Uh, she's from Dollhouse. She's one of my favorite parts of Dollhouse, and I... I'm I'm glad to see more of her, but it's not not great the way they brought her back. I think, um, but it's it's done now. Uh, she's alive. Um, well, Jason Hicks uh, sent us a message right just before. Now. Yeah, just yeah, by now. the way, everybody, right we, we, we recorded this cast 
uh, every Tuesday night immediately following the show. Generally, there's been a few times we had to do it on Wednesdays or whatnot, but generally. So if you uh, if you're watching the show and you want to say something to us, send it right then. Just send us a message and we'll 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 get it on the show that night. Um, and so that's that's it's always super fun to have immediate feedback. And uh, what did Jason have to say? Jason said, "Didn't Cal make a big deal about avenging his wife's death by killing Whitehall?" And now his wife is alive and well in the afterlife, which was this episode's title, uh, to be Sky's guide. Did I miss something? I didn't want to post this straight to the page in case people hadn't watched tonight's episode. That's a good. That's a good call, Jason. <laughs> Thank you for that forethought. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I'm a day late watching these things, and I don't want to be spoiled. Um, <laughs> but uh, yes, uh, they did. Uh, and I, I gotta look back. I don't know what actual words he used when talking about. Uh, killing Whitehall. Um, like they took his family away. Yeah, like he could have been like, they they took my family from me. And it could be that she doesn't want to be with him after he became the monster that he did, after they took Sky from him. or um, It could be that he didn't know she had healed. Like we know these Inhumans seem like they're super secretive. It could be that like, they came and found her and him patched her up and brought her back to the temple. Yeah, like the maybe, afterlife. Maybe they have like one inhuman there that's a doctor. He's a shamanistic healer or something yeah, like yeah, something like that. And they didn't tell Cal that she'd been healed. I don't know. But apparently, and and maybe when he found out, it was too late. He'd already done something to himself to make himself uh, crazy, crazy. Uh, or or hideish, <laughs> um, so 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 there's I gotta look back and see what they actually said because if he actually says you killed my wife and child or you killed my wife and took my child from me then it's there's a little bit of a problem for us <laughs> yeah um, if if his wording was chosen carefully enough it does allow for this I don't know, I'm upset that they're again messing with the power of death in the MCU um, they. I also really love the actress. I really love the actress. And so I'm I'm kind of happy that she's back. Yeah. Uh, just for that just for that purpose. Um cuz I like her a lot. She's from Dollhouse. She was awesome. One of the best parts of Dollhouse. Uh also in Agent Carter, there was the guy from Dollhouse, um the guy who played uh Agent Sousa. They were they and were Gilkaj. That's right. They were they were uh very often paired up in Dollhouse together. Um had a little bit of a romantic thing going on and they were awesome together um i would love to see them on screen together like because she was <laughs> alive she, she she's been alive a long time like she could cross Susan's past and her path in the past maybe um but yeah so she's back jaling is back i mean is it they said in in earlier um in earlier episodes of this season that she aged slower than most people mm -hmm. but now it seems like it's more of more similar to wolverine where it's not so much just a slower aging as it is a, a, a healing factor it does seem that way unless yeah. there was a you know some random guy that was like i patched you yeah. up can't do much about the scarring but yeah. you're alive so you're welcome yeah exactly we don't we don't know and it just seems strange if all she all if her the only result of her, her being cut up and experimented on. I mean, that's real bad. And and you, you know, you'd obviously want to hurt Whitehall and like, event uh, have vengeance on him. But like, it seems a little strange to hold like, to maintain a vengeance boner for like decades. <laughs> if you're, uh, you know, 
If your vengeance boner lasts more than four hours, <laughs> you really should see a doctor. <laughs> if your vengeance oh. boner lasts more than four decades, then like you should see a doctor. <laughs> well, he's almost there. And Bruce Banner says, I'm not that kind of doctor. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> temperament? <laughs> I don't really have the temperament. <laughs> so good. Uh, oh I, I don't god. think we mentioned Marco Margo uh posted during the episode uh on 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 Twitter. He tagged us with a Jaling, what? Oh my god. <laughs> and then he Back said, up. He's he also said uh Back up. What? Mike P. Um Mikey P. Oh, Mikey P. <laughs> Even better. Even better. Even better, Mark. Um, yeah, I, I dig. Uh, they, they had two big reveals, which I, uh, as soon as they mentioned uh, that they were calling someone to help, I was like, they're calling Mike Peterson. I, he was the only person I could think of that, like, was a good one-man army to come help them. And well, See, I was thinking it might have been Hawkeye. That would be great, but Hawkeye thinks Colson's dead. That's true. And we don't know which side Hawkeye would fall on. Yeah. He could fall on the other shield side. He could be on the other shield side for all we know. He, yeah. He may already be. Then <gasps> that's, that's what Colson said. He's like, there's not many agents I can trust right now. Um, and so he wasn't calling. I guess Mike is an agent still, which is interesting. Yeah. Because when he left in season one, it seemed more like he was going to be like a, like his own rogue character that was going to go around from town to town. Basically being a gypsy. Yeah. You know, ban- ban- banner style. Yeah. Gypsy hero. Yeah, exactly. So the episode starts with the whole Coulson and Hunter <laughs> buying slash stealing a car, <laughs> which I lo- I loved. This is the, the buying slash stealing the car is very similar to what happened in uh, Cap Two when you've got Captain America in the car and Black Widow, and they're like disrespecting the owner of the car versus respecting the car, right? And uh, Coulson's like, we can't steal this thing. And uh, Hunter's like, no, we can. <laughs> Just write him a check. Yeah. Oh, no, wait. All of our assets are frozen. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I really enjoyed the scene. One of my favorite parts of it was kind of subtle. Uh, this was the second time in as many episodes that someone assumed Coulson was just like a divorcee. <laughs> He he gets the same like a very similar question when he's sitting at the beach, and he's and the guy's like, "Oh yeah, let me guess, wife took the house." Yeah, exactly. And then this episode, <laughs> he's like, "Ah, you, you single again? Trying to uh, at least it says something like let the tiger out or something like that." Yeah, well, he was then, like, "You're having a midlife crisis, obviously." Yeah, exactly. And I love that. That's just like the view of Coulson. Like, for <laughs> so, and it just gives you a glimpse into like the daily life of Coulson walking around that he just has like. Everyone thinks he's midlife crisising, and he's like, "I'm not midlife crisising." I think that like opens up the door for him to shoot him with the icer later. He's like, "Yeah, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with this. No, guy's, I'm okay with this. This guy's going down." <laughs> well, I like how he just kind of like Clark Gregg in his characterization of Coulson is so perfect because he just stares at the guy and is just like, "Amazing," and just has that like halfway grin. Mm-hmm. He's just like, "I." What? I love how he just like amazing. Kinda, he kind of lets people think what they need to think of him. Yeah, like whatever gets you by, whatever gets you through this, whatever you think you need to know, and then he'll come out with what he. And you know, he said, "I think he pulls up the gun." And he says, "Tiger's been out a while." <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
Do you think that means this is a really silly, silly, silly theory? You think that means means he's been married before? No. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> no. Me neither. Me neither. Maybe. Uh no. Maybe just he just means that it's scene. been a couple of hours that his vengeance boner has been out. <laughs> oh man! Now we have vengeance boners to deal with. Um, <laughs> you brought this on our heads. I know. I did. I did it. Um, so let's talk about Fitz and Simmons in this episode. They confused the hell out of me. <laughs> so, so you, you fell for the, uh, they were, they were not working together. Thing. I fell for the bait and switch. Cause that's what I, that's what it's been looking like they're going to. I know. I know. The I, entire I time. I was on the fence. I was like, they're either work. Cause the way the, once they had the actual fight in front of everyone, I was like, this is not a real fight. This is not a real fight. They are pulling the wool <laughs> over these people's eyes. But I, I was definitely not sure when Simmons was just helping them work on it and scanning the thing. I was, But once they were having the fight, I was like, she was scanning the thing to communicate with him how to rebuild it. Like, they just straight up stole that um, <laughs> that device. I, I loved it. It was a really, really strong bait and switch. Oh, yeah. Because they really have been building toward that for episodes and episodes. And it just... Really, 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 just well done. You believe for at least a while in the episode that that they could they could just be falling on different sides, and that Fitz is walking out the door again, a la Banner, like putting on the backpack, yep. and like you hear that lonely man theme from the end of all the Hulk episodes. So. Did that turn into Jurassic Park? And then, then he opens it, and he has the sandwich. The same the sandwich, sandwich. from Russia. The same sandwich that Simmons made him uh, last season. Prosciutto and buffalo mozzarella. Mm-hmm. With a hint of pesto aioli. Mm-hmm. It's pretty great. Pretty <sighs> great. I loved it. There's no dogs around this time. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm glad he. I'm glad he finally got to enjoy the sandwich. Yeah, last time Ward threw it in a river. <laughs> Kerplunk. <laughs> Kerplunk. Oh, so what did you think of um, Sky's transitioner, Mister Lincoln? Mister Lincoln, that's his name. I'm finally. I'm like. I'm. I'm thinking it's like finally we get to see this guy in action. Like I've been waiting for him. The entire time, mostly because I want to see her transition to being an inhuman. Yeah. And I want them to say the freaking word. I don't know that they will. I don't know that they will. I don't know that it's going to be one of those things where, like... They're just going to hint what, at it for that's four what we years. Call, well, or if they're even going to call them inhumans in the movie. Like, they could just be, what that's what they are, but we know them as that. You know, you know what I mean? Like, we on screen, but maybe they have their own name for it or something. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. In the comics, do they call themselves the Inhumans? They do. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I, I, I think it's interesting that they're setting up the Transitioner and Gordon. So Lincoln and Gordon and um, Jaling. All these characters are starting to kind of you get a, you're starting to get a picture of who might be. I don't know. Almost like their own civil war might be starting uh, with somebody because unless. The way Gordon said you sealed her fate and your own makes me think that he's going that this, whoever the higher ups are are going to want to kill Sky or at least do something bad to her. Maybe which 
her own mother isn't going to want to do. Well, actually, you think about it. Um, Lincoln, at, at one point in this episode, said that uh, you're being hunted, Sky. So since she's being hunted, people know that she has this extreme power. Most of the Inhumans have are, been secret. Are, yeah, have been in secret. So they, like, especially if they're the pretty ones, like those two are, then they can hide in regular society. Exactly. So her fate is sealed that she's never going to be able to be in regular society again. Hmm. Maybe. And Maybe. she's relegated to only being in, in human life. And it's all because Cal decided that he wanted to make a big show of everything all the time. Because he's an idiot. Yeah, he. I mean, they they say they say as much in the in the in the in um, that episode that they're uh, he was making too much noise, and that's why they had to take him out of play. Yeah, and so you definitely get the sense that Sky has also made too much noise. At least on she's at least on Shield's radar. If not, obviously, obviously she is a Shield agent. But I mean, that last episode where she exploded the tree and almost killed an agent. Yeah, um, she's she's on she's on the real shield, almost shields, um, radar for sure. What do you think about almost shield now? Um, because we got some feedback from Mister Joe Sanders, saying that he sincerely doubts almost shield. Get it? Is going to turn out to be Hydra. That'd be repetitive and dumb, huh? I think we're. Oh, sorry. He says, I think you're probably right that it's going to keep setting up civil war by splitting our team in half. I I think he's right. I, I think it's going to... I don't know that the almost shield is going to stick around that long to set up um, civil war, but I do definitely think that the... Um, the, the, the ideologies are going to continue to be pushing against each other. Yeah, they're setting up the ideas. Yeah. I don't I don't know that almost shield is going to be around that long. But but the I I think what's I mean my my prediction of what's going to happen with these with these characters is I think tonight they did a lot of setting up Mockingbird having disagreements with Gonzalez and the way he's treating Sky and the way he's treating Coulson um and Gonzalez, although he's saying it's a democracy, or they've talked about it being a democracy, Gonzalez has been pretty much just making all of the decisions. Yeah. Well, he said, it, you know, as long as there's nobody here to outvote me or oppose me. And I was like, whoa, sir. That's true. Tonight he did come in and say, they've been, <laughs> I've been outvoted. I'm supposed to. I'm supposed to treat you differently. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, they think I'm treating... I'm handling you wrong. Which, first off, you don't handle May. <laughs> May handles you. Also, did you notice he was holding the folder that said Bahrain tonight? Yep. Yep. Um, well, that's... Uh, I think... I think, And I'm pretty sure next week is called... The episode's called Melinda. And we're going to find out what happened to Melinda May in Bahrain. Like, what that... What is this big thing we've been talking about for two seasons? I know it's really crazy... To to try to connect these, but what if? What if? You saw the uh, the spoiler, I guess the the little teaser for Bahrain, mm-hmm. right after this episode aired. What if they kind of wrap in where, um, what's her name, Jai Ling? Hmm. What if they wrap in what happened to bring her back? 
into that somehow. Possibly. It seems it's a, in the past. It does seem a little strange. They did say she took out um, uh, someone, not enhan- uh, a powered person. A special. A special or whatever. Or whatever like a powered human-ish person. Um, no, no, not took out. Put down. Put down. You had to put one down. They so, replaced crossed out with, or crossed down. off with put down. <laughs> um, well, it could be that one of the, whoever she's crossing off, putting down, is an inhuman. Crossing down, putting off. <laughs> could be that they're an inhuman and that we will see Zha Ling, but I feel like the Zha Ling thing, if she came back, <coughs> that gonna... was like back in the 80s. And so like, I, I don't know that we'll get that far back of a of a I don't know jump back I don't think maybe. I don't think that I don't I mean I don't know maybe maybe Bahrain did happen in the in the like 80s I guess could have that, been I guess it's possible what did you think of the uh, deteriorating mental state of Cal <laughs> man he's or I say deteriorating it's always been pretty low Cal <laughs> McLaughlin is one of the best actors on this show hmm he's like he's playing that character so perfectly. Every time we go back to him, I'm I'm interested to see just how much he's degraded into madness. Because he's like he said, he doesn't have a window. He doesn't know what day it is. He's locked in this room. He can't go anywhere. They're probably going to kill him. He just wants to get out and see his daughter and he's just like trying so hard. He's rip-roaring ready to just get out and just just see her after the transformation, but he can't, and it's driving him nuts. And it just—I feel that in him every time I see him. Yeah, I really like what he's doing. I do too. I do too. He's—he's he's been good. He's a little—I uh, don't know if I'd say he's one of the best actors on the show. I like him a lot. Um, I—I I think he's really good. Um, but uh, but but I—he's definitely—he's definitely pulling off crazy well. Oh yeah, which is hard to do. For sure. He pulls off crazy in a controlled state, and then he pulls off crazy in an uncontrolled state. And then he pulls off that slow descent. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure. He's been he's been a little all over the map the entire series That's that he's character. been in. That's the character. <laughs> oh though. no, no, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Um Yeah, pr- pr- pretty fun. So not really much happens with him this episode. Um Deathlock shows up. Which we we mentioned earlier with that feedback. Mikey B. I loved him taking out the uh, the Quinjet. Yeah, with some sort of it looked like a, like an EMP device or some sort. Yeah, it was like uh, an EMP rocket. It was awesome. And he had two of them. It was real awesome. It was really cool. I like his upgrades. I yeah. like, dude. The um, what was it? The the information gestation or whatever. When he was staring at the console, just learning how to fly. Oh, is that what he was doing? Yeah, that's what it, it said in his little, uh, in his heads up display that it was like information gestation. And it was just, he was taking in everything huh. as he was just staring at it. That's fun. Yeah. And he, it reminded me of the Matrix, yeah. to be so, honest. So I was about to say, Matrix, that sounds like Matrix shit. Yep. Uh, yep. Up, upload how to fly a jet. Got this. Let's go. What do you what do you think of Raina uh and her character the way the way they portray her character in this episode? I don't know, man. I've never really liked Raina a whole lot. Like I liked her more when she was in a flowery dress <laughs> and wasn't wanting to die. Yeah, she's uh in a dark place for sure. <laughs> uh 
Yeah. It makes me feel uncomfortable every yeah. time I see her. Yeah, it's... I don't know where... I don't know where they're going with her character, because I don't know how intrigued I am by where, you know, her character now, like this whole, like, suicidal sort of thing. But it did lead to us seeing Zha Ling, which I was totally on board for. Yeah. I mean, she's she's really just a, a vessel. Yeah. And uh, Zha Ling, a vehicle, said, Zha Ling said she's going to take over her training, which I I was a little surprised. I thought she was going to work with this other guide more, uh, Lincoln more. Yeah. Well, he's the transitioner. He's basically... He's the home health nurse, while Jai Ling is the uh, the physical therapist. Yeah. Okay. I got gotcha. you. Uh, well, yeah. There definitely uh, seemed to be some sexy nursing going on. Uh, Goodness. I don't know where I'm going with that. I don't either. Uh, what, yeah. This whole. Uh, I don't know. I felt like this could have been cheesier than it was. They handled it pretty well. They really did. Um, because it definitely had like a. I don't know. I don't even know how to put it like a twilighty sort of vibe where you've got like, you know, beautiful lady trying to understand her new powers. And this very handsome fellow shows up and makes her fly for a second. Like <laughs> I can show you the world. Um, that's a, uh, it's some Aladdin princess Jasmine shit that I don't know. I don't, I'm, I, 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 I could have felt worse about it. Like I didn't feel that yep. bad. It, I watched it. I was like, you know, it's fine. With his uh, with his neat static power, he um, he was basically just like shining, shimmering, splendid. <laughs> You're right, man. He was pretty shining, shimmering, splendid. Yeah. Uh, but tell me, Jeff, when did you <laughs> last let your heart decide? <laughs> uh, just a minute ago, actually. <laughs> um. <laughs> Remember when I did that shining, shimmering, splendid thing? That's that was the last time <laughs> your, your heart decided. Um, so Gonzalez allows May a gun. You don't give a girl a gun. You just you don't give May a gun. You don't give May a gun. That's for sure. You, um, you don't give May the space next to you if you. I was a little if you're annoyed. worried. I know this is so silly, but I thought she was going to say it wasn't loaded because she could tell the difference in the weight. Yeah. Because that, I loved that in uh, season one where uh, Ward knew the different weights of the gun. Or yeah. he thought he did. I guess that's true. He he thought he knew. You lost the gram. The, <laughs> you lost the gram. Good job. Or the ounce or whatever it was. Yeah. And, and uh, he didn't actually. He just told him he did. <laughs> told yeah. him he worked. Or Simmons told him he fixed. she fixed it. And he was like, thanks. Good job. It's good. <laughs> Tool. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Grant Ward. Oh, yeah, right? Grant Ward does does know something about this, but it doesn't seem like he knows. Well, I guess he knows about Hydra. He's the only one that's connected to all points of this. And, and I guess he knew about Sky's father because he's the one who brought him up. So, yeah, I don't, we don't really know what, what Grant knows about all this, but I guess that's what they're going to find out. Ugh. It's too much. They're, I can't believe they might work with Ward soon. Like, I thought Mike Peterson was sort of the bad option. When he's talking about going to get a bad option. Um, he's the badass option. Yeah, he is the badass option. <laughs> the team is doing a wonderful job of setting up the new S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, <laughs> we're resetting up S.H.I.E.L.D. They've got Coulson out there. 
They've got Fitz and Simmons have just stolen the uh, toolbox. They've got a Deathlock. Um, they're apparently going to try to use Ward, which will probably bring in 33. Um, which is just like having May. Yeah. That'll, it's that'll, not. that'll be a little weird <laughs> if if like it's called if if Colson shows up with May <laughs> like by his side <laughs> and May's like you re- did you replace me <laughs> I'm a little uncomfortable with this Phil oh man I think a future episode because like there, something was released where it was the synopsis or um whatever of a future episode and it was called the frenemy of my enemy. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what? This has got to be a joke. The frenemy of my enemy. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's probably going to be what's going on in future episodes. Or yeah. in probably the next episode or something like that. Yeah, well, next episode, let's so we're going to get to hear what happened to Melinda May. Oh, yeah, no, I guess two episodes from now. Yeah, which I wonder if, I guess that last week they did a good job of showing us a really good flashback while still maintaining forward momentum on the show. And I wonder if uh, they'll do that with next week's, with the flashbacks to May's background. If they'll maintain forward momentum or if they'll just take a full break for an episode and show us, you know, her background. Which I don't mind. I really like the idea of just going back for a whole episode and maintaining that timeline for an entire episode, you know? Yeah. I think that would be great. You know, it... Speaking of last week, it seemed kind of like this episode was starting to go a lot slower. Hmm. Like, it started off a lot slower than last week, just because it didn't have all of that crazy momentum that last week had. Well, sure, it had two two storylines, and both of them were about, like, S.H.I.E.L.D. agents Characters. fighting. Well, like, it was, they were both big fighting uh, like like we have May fighting in the background and, like, subverting the new S.H.I.E.L.D., and we have... Uh, them fighting to like take down Hydra on the boat, and we just got a lot of, lot of a lot of movement in that episode. Yeah, this episode was them like resetting the pieces and dealing with the fallout. You know. Yeah, and but literally Coulson just got out of a cabin and got on a plane. Like that's what <laughs> happened to Coulson's character this episode. Instead of being like taken out of control and having to run and. Flee. Like, not as much happened this episode. But I, I I really liked this episode. Oh, no, I loved this episode. It's just, it seemed, I felt at first like it was going a lot slower. And I was like, why are they doing this? Mm-hmm. They had such a great episode last week. And it should be like, like how everything was after Turn, Turn, Turn from last season. How it just all went really awesome after that. But then I was like, probably halfway through it, whenever they showed Zha um, Ling. And I was just like, what? You... What? And then it all just fell into place of like, oh my god, this is an incredible episode yeah. that they're bringing everybody back in. Well, that's Mike Peterson and Jaling coming back was awesome, but I, <laughs> and my favorite part of the episode was Fitz and Simmons. They're being oh back yeah as Fitz Simmons once again. They ride again, I guess, sort of. Um, they got I separated don't, physically. I don't know. They got separated physically, but they got to be. I don't know. That sandwich means everything. It really does. That sandwich is huge. <laughs> it just and I, I just love Fitz. I just love Fitz so much. It means everything. It means it's it's her saying she loves him. Really, like that's what that sandwich is. Not 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 in a romantic way. Uh, kiss his I, face. <laughs> kiss him on the mouth. Come on. <laughs> 
<laughs> Kissing him on the forehead before he dies for you, asshole. Um, <laughs> if she doesn't feel away, then she doesn't feel away. I still just it felt like that. The, that's what they were building towards. Yeah, and I, I never felt that way. I, I, I did. I know a lot of people did, but I just and, and it, it, they may still. They definitely could. I don't. I didn't want. I don't like when shows just put people together to put people together, like the CW. Yes. Oh it's gosh. <laughs> I think we, we talked about that plenty last week. Yep. Did we talk about that on the cast or was that precast? We, we did. Yeah. CW freaking every I like the Flash and the Arrow. I do. The Arrow. Flash and Arrow, whatever. The Flash and and Arrow. Um but everyone is just dating everyone at different <laughs> points and like everyone sleeps with everyone and just like, "Ah, oh, come on. I don't care about this shit. I just want to I just want you to shoot at some people or run at a guy. Or, like, have. I just want care. I want character development. I, d- I don't just care about the shooting and running either. Like, that's the other side of that. Like, you can. It's like, let's appeal to girls and let's put all these, like, romantic relationships. Let's appeal to boys and have lots of shooting and firing. And, like, I'm like. Superhero stuff. Have, yeah, which I do. That does appeal to me in, in a small way, but, like, I want character development. I want to see these I characters. Want plot. Yeah, I do. I do. You can't have that. Nope. I either just have to have lots of shooting or lots of, you know, sexing. Shooting. Lots of vengeance boners. <laughs> this, oh, man. This Aiden's a shield is, you know, I, I, vengeance boners I can get behind. That's the kind of boners I want to see on a show. I can't even deal with you right Plot now. Plot-driven boners is really what I want. So are we talking about porn from the 70s? Or what? Um, I mean, you know, whatever. It just needs, it just needs a good plot. <laughs> this whole, like, pizza man, repair man. No, I want, like, a solid plot. You are... You're tired. I am tired. Uh, you guys, I think that's pretty much all we had to say about this episode. What we, we're delirious at this you, point. There's nothing else we can say. What would you rate this episode? Uh, this episode, for me, gets a 7.5. I'm going to give it an 8.5 because of the sandwich. The okay. sandwich meant a ton to me. That's fair. I really like the sandwich. I still, I can't, I can't believe... That they're working together the way that they used to, just because I've been led to believe that they weren't. I don't want to be disappointed again. I don't need my heart broken like that. Well, I think we've been. That's the thing. They've done a really great job of making us think Simmons is on their side. And is this all? Is a lot of what's been going on with Simmons just been her showing the real shield that she's on their side? I she don't definitely know. has a problem with Sky. She definitely fears people with abilities. But are we going to see Sky get? Are we going to see Simmons get over that fear? Or is she going to stay on that side so that when Civil War gets here, she's on that side of things? I don't know. I don't either. And I'm scared. This I episode, don't know though, and I'm scared, Matt. This episode, show, though, showed when when the when the shit hits the fan and Fitz needs her, she's there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and for Coulson. She's there for Coulson. They, they, stole, they stole the toolbox. That's so badass. You know? That was so badass. They stole it right from under everyone's noses. Oh, gosh. When he picks it up and tosses it around a little bit, and that was just him pocketing it, I guess. I don't know. And that's, that's what I imagine happened. 
He walks into the room and makes the swap while like pretending to toss it around. Now everybody's everybody had eyes on him at that point. I think it was afterward. I think he was just getting a wait for it at that point. Oh no! I bet I bet she had all the info he needed that she scanned it and sent it to him. Maybe because I think at that point he walks back in, talks to him a little bit, tosses it around, and I think he's making the swap. I'm I'm not sure, but he's like faking well, an argument so he can make the swap. He pulled it out of his bag. Yeah. At the end of the episode. I don't know. Which, oh, Simmons puts his bag on his back. Mm-hmm. So maybe he puts it down, or maybe Simmons makes the swap, because they're not suspecting here. That's a good call. She did put the bag on his back. Yep. And it was <laughs> packed with... The sandwich. <laughs> All you need is Fury's toolbox and that... Uh, prosciutto, prosciutto and buffalo mozzarella and buffalo sandwich. Buffalo mozzarella sandwich. With a hint of pesto aioli. Next, uh, for this week, uh, for for the uh, finale this year, we should get that sandwich. Oh man, we should like make we should make that exact sandwich. I want and a sandwich like that. Me too. I want a fit fit sandwich. I want a fit sandwich right now. <laughs> I want a fit Simmons fit sandwich. <laughs> All right, guys. I I, oh I think God. we're delirious and it's late, and we're gonna let you guys uh, get on with your lives. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast this evening. Uh, we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast in partnership with 45 Magazine. Check them out at 45-magazine.com. Also, uh, if you would like to support the show, you can subscribe on iTunes. That helps us out. And review us on iTunes. I think we have a new iTunes review, don't we? We actually do. Uh, from It's K8... T baby, I'm assuming it's Katie baby. Katie baby, you're the one. And it might be an April Fools one, but you know it was five stars on April first. So, oh, <laughs> hopefully, uh... I'm just gonna take it as the gospel. <laughs> um, Katie baby says, really enjoyed listening to these guys geeking out about their favorite universe or their fave universe, rather. Would love to hear them have an hour long discussion on Doctor Who or Firefly. Oh, that's a that's that that is doable, Katie. That is not doable. We nope. would talk for way longer than an hour. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't think we could uh, stop at an hour. Have, are you a Who fan? No. So you haven't seen Who or Firefly? I just finished Firefly. Oh right! Oh, you did finish. Have you I seen Serenity yet? Texted you. It's not on anything. I have it. On okay, Blu-ray. let me borrow it. No, you have to watch it with me. Okay. <laughs> Uh, okay, fine. Well, I know we have a lot of Daredevil to watch this week, but uh, Jesus Christ, we I've do. got it on Blu-ray. We could watch it tonight. <laughs> no, we can't. Come on, man. No, Serenity. Yes. All right. We. How about this? We we should we should just do like a special Serenity episode. Um, we'll we'll do like a little like ten minute talk on Firefly next week after all the spoilers section and everything. Just just for Katie, baby. Maybe. Thank you for the five star review, Katie. Thank once you. you're once you're done once you're done with Serenity, we'll we'll just talk about what you thought of the series. You know, I watched the um, I watched the trailer that Amazon Prime had on for mm-hmm. it, and it just doesn't seem interesting from the trailer. Oh, I, I, yeah, I don't know what the trailer's like. I don't know that I ever saw a trailer for it. I, I remember seeing trailers going, "Hmm, that looks neat," and then never actually being able to see it. Yeah, but then like I watched the trailer that Amazon Prime has, and I'm like, "It's what that nothing makes any sense." This is, is this a trailer for the series? 
No. Huh. I'd like to see the trailer. Uh, we'll have to we'll have to check that out. Anyway, well, guys. Uh, so again, if you want to, uh, please go to iTunes and do like Katie Baby and leave a review and subscribe. That would really really help us out. And uh, if you want to leave some feedback and join all those people who we had a lot of feedback tonight. We thank everybody who left it. Um, you can hit us up at Twitter at, at MCUcast, Facebook.com slash MCUcast mcucast.wordpress.com mcucast at gmail.com so basically just mcucast everywhere and then if you want to call us to leave a voicemail so we can play it on the show it's 573-CAST-MCU that's 573-CAST-MCU so yeah guys we would love to hear from you all more next week and uh, we'd love to use all your talk, talk about all your feedback here on the show actually Thinking about it like this, <clears throat> next week, next week Daredevil will have come out. Let us know what you thought. Oh, yeah, yeah, If you have any feedback about Daredevil, as you're watching it, like if you just watch one episode and you really love it, send us in and try to leave us, uh, tell us what episode you're talking about, and we'll uh, we'll include it in the in the feedback sections of our Daredevil casts. Uh, Castuses. Castuses that we're going to be uh, coming out with Friday. So I guess we'll be talking to you guys again Friday. We're literally looking forward to it. You guys have a great night. Night and week. Yeah. Not even a whole week. We'll see we'll talk to you guys in like three days.